Hello, and welcome back to Movie Reviews No One Asked For. I'm Richie, one of your co-hosts, and I just want to say thank you for checking out the podcast. We'd really appreciate if you give us a follow on Instagram, at MrNoafOfficial. So that is at M-R-N-O-A-F official. And give us a follow wherever you're listening to this, whether it be on Spotify, Breaker, anywhere else. Give us a follow and check out anchor.fm backslash MrNoaf. And that MrNoaf is all caps. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Movie Reviews. No one asked for it. My name is Richie. I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hello. Hello to you too, Alex. Today, on this fine episode of Movie Reviews No One Asked For, we are going to be talking about the finale to Daniel Craig's James Bond venture. Mm-hmm. That being No Time to Die. No time indeed. <laughs> so, before we get into this movie, I think that I should say up front, if you are someone that does not like spoilers, pause. With a capital P right there. Pause this uh, podcast and go watch the movie. And then come back and unpause. And then hear everything that we have to say. Because we are going to divulge into absolute discussion about spoilers it'd be really hard for this movie to not talk about some pretty big spoilers because mm-hmm. yeah because uh, yeah because yeah so go watch it it's worth it i promise you and then come back and yeah all right let's get into it sure alex on you on me all right on you um where do i start with this so no Time to Die, right, is the latest James Bond, um, Daniel Craig, James Bond movie. Um, uh-huh. And I used to, like, be really into this franchise, like the Daniel Craig stuff. Um, like, I really loved Casino Royale. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think I saw that when it came out. Um, I was, like, there for Quantum Solace. I was there for Skyfall. And I think I just fell off. The, I feel like a lot of people kind of fell off the train when Spectre happened. Um, like, I never saw Spectre for some reason. Um I still hadn't seen Spectre before going into this movie. And I, I feel like I really should have um, <laughs> after seeing this movie because Spectre is, is talked about a lot, the, the right. organization. Um, but the, uh, org- the organ, yes, the, vi- the vital organ inside of your body, the Spectre. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue. continue. <laughs> um, yeah. But, okay, but I mean, that being said, you know, I think this movie, like, it still works pretty well as a standalone thing. Um, like, it sets up all the relationships really well um, between James Bond and and Madeline Swan. Like, I, you know, um, you if you have a basic idea of like who James Bond is as a character, like he's a spy. You know, he has a spy car. <laughs> um, he does well, spy things. <laughs> it should it should be it should be noted. James Bond is kind of the character that created that sort of archetype of like mm-hmm. that sort of suave spy like character, right? Oh yeah, James like, Bond. Is... You know, the, the franchise has it's been going on since before uh, before I was born, and then if I was living in reverse years before I was the age that I am now. 
complicated, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Following you there. It's it's been longer than twice of my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I know James Bond is like probably I imagine the longest running film franchise. I, I I'm I'll just say that. I'll put it right down down on the table here. I think that's a I would I mean, have, like, to, what, what I'd have to, to I'd have to fact check you. I mean I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, know. Like decades I don't, old. I don't know anything about movies. Okay. Yeah, we don't know movies here. Yeah. We have we have pro- progressed from we know movies to we don't know movies. Let's see. When flies. was the first James Bond movie? As you can hear me typing very loudly. I feel like, I feel like you should trust me on this. I feel it like it was 1962. Yeah. There's no way there's anything else that's been going well, okay. on longer. How I, I mean, well, think about it this way. Like another sure. movie that we might talk about next week, Halloween. That was only 10 years later and that's still a franchise. Hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were things that were before James Bond. Well, so the way that I define this is like, because um, James Bond has been putting out movies pretty consistently since the sixties, you right. know, and like, yeah, you have movies like Halloween Kills, and you have, you know, other stuff. Which, but I wouldn't like. I mean, I guess that, that I haven't seen that yet. But I guess that is a sequel. But like, it's also one of those sequel reboot kind of things, right? Or yes. like a re- revival kind of thing. And you know, James Bond has had reboots consistently throughout the years because, like, that's the point of James Bond is like multiple actors play him, um, play the character, or even the moniker of James Bond. You know, as we might discuss later. Um, but I think, yeah, this, this film franchise has it just like the point is just like, he's just a legendary film movie character. I have um, one. I have one. That, sure. That, that's Godzilla. Oh, probably. 19, yeah, probably. 1954. Okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. But number two is James Bond, according to this list. Okay. Well, James Bond, number two, most <laughs> longest yeah, most, mo- lo- most long running franchise for a movie to consistently release movies. Yeah. Um, okay. But like in terms of just my enjoyment, just like straight up, um, I liked this movie. Like as a fan of Daniel Craig, James Bond, I liked it wasn't my i think skyfall is still my favorite of all of those movies like i just remember really loving that movie um but there's a lot of really good things about this other than i would say this movie did not need to be like two and a, two hours and 40 minutes like don't think it needed to be that long it was long it's like the opposite <laughs> problem from venom which was like way too short this movie felt like it was just like it, did, it just dragged so much for me in the middle, but but it really landed at the end for me. So like this movie ultimately ended up being really really positive for me. But um, I really wish they cut more out because I think it would have been even more like concise. But you know, it's like that kind of thing of this is the the final movie for James Bond or for Daniel Craig, and like I get they want to have this big send off and make it like a long movie, but it just it felt like 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 in the way that Infinity War or, or Endgame were. I don't know why I keep coming back to those two movies, but like those movies <laughs> felt like they're long, but they were really densely packed. This movie felt long, but a lot of things could have been edited down a little bit. Like it didn't feel like, yeah, it could, we could have had some more condensed stuff. It just kind of went really slow, especially the beginning for me was really slow. Okay. What do you, what did you think? I just kind of word vomited all over the place. No, I mean, I like vomit. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was a good movie. I, mm-hmm. I, 
I remember watching Casino Royale at one point. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Skyfall at one point. Didn't watch Quantum of Solace. Didn't watch Spectre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I kind of just had the inclination like, this feels like it's going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Even even though the, the movies like release and production kind of like you know went through the ringer with like COVID and stuff like that, like I'm pretty sure this mm-hmm. movie was supposed to come out like like not even just a year ago, like potentially two years ago, I think is when it was first supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. But um, I think so, yeah. I thought that they them holding off was a good move because like this movie like really deserved t- to get a release like that. It didn't do great. In the box office, well, I will say. At I mean, least, at least probably, domestically. You could probably speak more to this than me because you're working in a theater right now. But, like, I honestly am not even, like, caring about box office numbers right now because of COVID. Like, I don't think I don't think we're ever going to see, at least for years, the kind of numbers that, like, Endgame pulled off with, like, billion-dollar movies. Oh, well, yeah. But I also – I just don't think that there are many movies that are, like – gonna be like that for a while yeah well i guess i'm what i'm saying is like the metric for comparing whether something does well or not is kind of all over the place right right right, right, right. but 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 compared to other stuff from this year sure it's not doing as well as i personally think it should Mm -hmm. maybe people are tired of the character well that's what i was gonna say is like this movie feels like i hate to say it but like tired like even the character of james bond feels like super tired in this movie um Mm -hmm. i don't know if you got that feeling but like I think that's kind of why some of the middle part felt kind of sleepy to me. It was just like, even, I don't know, just like even kind of th- like <laughs> poke fun of it in, in a meta way about how like this is what they're always doing and like, you know, time to get back into life. And like, it just, it feels like this is, you know, he really, he really needed to move on from the character. <laughs> I'm not saying that it was a bad movie, but like. No, um, I mean, it's yeah. just like, if this had been another movie that wasn't a finale and it was mm-hmm. just like another Daniel Craig Bond movie, mm-hmm. it would have, I don't, I think the story would have been awful probably. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. they like, it is, it's just that time for the character, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. They, there's a bucket in front of their foot and they need to kick it. <laughs> yes. And they, I, also, oh. <laughs> I, I want to see new, I want to see somebody new as James Bond too. Like I want to see a new franchise, I want to see, you know, um, just just something new in in this world. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do, but like, you know, that's probably why this movie didn't do as well because like people are probably tired of the franchise. Now that being said, like you know, like I said, I don't think this movie was bad. Um, uh, this specifically, this movie was directed by someone I was really excited to. You know, when I heard they were directing, I was really excited about it. I think that's Carrie Joji uh, Fukunaga. Um, the only thing I've seen by them is they did this TV show called Maniac, which oh, Maniac's, Maniac's great. If you, I if love you have, Maniac. If you're yeah. listening and you haven't watched Maniac, it's a limited series on Netflix starring mm-hmm. Jonah Hill and Emma Stone, and it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the time code? <laughs> 1050. It's right. freaking great. It's Maniac. It's it's old at this point. Not old, but like oh that came God. out like a few years ago. But it's I, the fact that I can still remember so much of it. Like, mm-hmm. it, dude. It, so I didn't know that. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't look into the director of this movie at all. So like, that is a uh, 
That's nice. To know well, that I remember when Maniac came out, I like looked up the who directed the show, the limited series, and I saw, oh, he's working on the next um, James Bond project, which was like, <laughs> dang. Um, you know, but uh, but I remember, yeah, loving Maniac and being kind of, you know, excited for the new James Bond film with like his vision. And I think in some, I don't know, because I'm for me, the, the James Bond, Daniel Craig franchise is so like, the, the movie Skyfall kind of cemented the tone for me of, of this franchise. Sure. And in some, like the Sam Mendes tone. And I feel like in some ways, this movie kind of still has that tone, but then you get a lot more of the bright, flashy, neon aesthetic. This is coming like towards the end in the main villain's lair. There's some kind of like Japanese aesthetics, which is kind of kind of what I felt like Maniac did a little bit too. Like there was... Yeah, oh. I, I get what you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you mean. And I, yeah, so I, I was excited for, like, I, I was excited for his directing for this movie. Um, but ultimately, I don't think it was like, I mean, I haven't seen enough of his stuff yet, but I think that was like the thing I was looking forward to about this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, well, let's maybe start getting into some specifics here. Uh, what are some things that you want to talk about, about, about the film specifically? All right. Mm hmm. Are we getting into spoilers? This is going to be a, yeah, I was going to say, this is your final chance. I I don't think we've said anything super We have not said that. We have not said the Uh, main spoiler. It's hard to not talk about it. Yeah. Uh, So final, final warning. Uh, Give you like a second to pause. Uh, When he dies in the movie, that was like, that hit hard. That hit really hard. Oh my gosh. Actually. Yeah. Me too. To be honest like the like the person i saw it with too they mm-hmm. hit hard for them and it was just like man yeah. like you that you wanted it like you don't i don't want to say you wanted it but it's like you kind of wish like oh maybe like they'll if they're gonna kill him maybe it'll be like off screen so that so that they could do like a christian bale batman like he's not mm-hmm. really dead type thing but no <laughs> i know they, they they go full out they just show him just get blown up by a bomb no yeah there's there's a really uh poignant tragedy to like his death because you know yeah, you, you really like I I knew something was gonna happen with him, like or either like he died or like the Christian Bale thing, Batman thing was gonna happen. Um but I think as soon as as soon as like I should have I should have realized this is what was gonna happen with the uh the okay, okay, back up. So maybe for people who haven't seen it who don't care about spoilers, there's a um there's a bioweapon this movie is kind of centered around, which I wanna get back to because a lot of points about that yes, that I, I want to yes. talk about. I, I would, I would too. Okay, but this is bioweapon that was like developed by the MI6, I think, it's in secret, and the idea is it can target people's specific DNA and kind of like be this perfect assassination thing. And of course, like it gets you know into the wrong hands, it gets into the villain's hands, um, and at the very end, the villain has this little vial of this bioweapon and touches James Bond's face. And, you know, it's it, something that transmits by touch. And in the inside the vial was like encoded with the DNA of his family, like his Madeline Swan and his daughter, because he has a daughter in this movie. Um, and as soon as that happened, I was like, well, 
he's not making out of this. This he's just he's just gonna die. Like there's nothing. They're not gonna have any sort of Christian Bale Batman thing. Yeah, you know? that was but, really the moment where I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's that's not good." That that hit really hard. Because yeah. for for even more context, basically, Bond and uh, another agent were at this facility, this lab, and they had ordered a missile strike to come in, mm-hmm. and the the building needed to be open, like the roof needed to be open, basically. So he opened it up. And he was going to escape, and then it gets closed again, and it's because of the villain of the movie. It closes it. Mm-hmm. And as he's on his way to reopen it up like he needs to, the villain gets the bioweapon on him, which is basically – it basically means, like, if he, even if he did escape, one, his time was already cut. It would, mm-hmm. Like, not to say it would be impossible because James Bond is mm-hmm. James Bond, but even if he did escape – he would be sentenced to like never like yeah. interact with his family. So, which is like the saddest thing I have to have to say, like that just, they just really kind of, I don't say did him dirty, but like <laughs> yeah. he just does not get to have any sort he, of happiness. He's, he really lost. <laughs> he really lost. Yeah. Like, he, he, he lost the, the battle there. Like the, yeah. you know, and it I, was I, saved, and well, humanity lives. But oof. They're, I think they're they're going for a hero's end, and you know I think because uh, you wanna you wanna see a character like James Bond get to have the happy ending, but also you know I guess the comparisons to the Christian Bale Batman, I think it somehow does cheapen the legend, like the the mythology of the character. You know when. You, he gets to have the happy ending because then you you don't get that um, tragedy. Like I think in a, in a way that Dark Knight Returns, you know, basically had its cake and you know ate it too with with the ending. And I kind of wish that they didn't do that. And I, and I actually really appreciate that they did that in this movie. That they 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 let him die. Like he didn't get to have the happy ending. Um, not that because I you know want to see James Bond suffer. But because I think it works a lot better emotionally, um, you know, uh, to kind of give him this hero's end, um, and uh, you know, it was it was a gut punch, and also obviously, so you you see James Bond get blow up, blown up. So you like, you know, it's kind of that famous thing in film and TV is like, if you don't see a body, maybe he won't come back. But no, you see him get like incinerated. Yeah, <laughs> you you, really you see the flames eat him up like I eat a double cheeseburger. Like. <laughs> he's done so he's done so i wonder if in some way that was maybe daniel craig wanted like for sure the character to be gone because like if he had a happy ending who's to say there couldn't be made another movie where like he gets pulled out of retirement again again and you know has to deal with something so i think this is the best way it probably could have worked out and the whole the whole ending sequence too like pretty much from I think from the moment that he gets back, he visits Madeline Swan's like home again to the end. I was like really into the movie. Um, that all really started working again for me. Like there was really nothing that didn't work about it. I just think the middle part dragged a lot, but um, yeah, the ending just kind of kept going and going and got really good. Um, but uh, yeah, well, what did you think of the the whole ending sequence? <laughs> 
I mean, I thought it was great mm-hmm. from a movie standpoint. Being mm-hmm. being the professional movie critic that I am, I I thought Fresh it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. You know, I thought it was really good. Ooh, I, uh, I, I my emotions were swelling at that yeah. point. No, yeah, it was um, like it was. There was a one It was really great action. Like it was, I think, a one take thing. The one take yeah. uh, uh, stairway fight, which is great. Which I, I don't think it's been in a James Bond movie yet. Like that was pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, the emotions towards the end were, you know, like I really felt that. I don't know if everybody in the theater did, but, um, you know, it was a very very emotional scene when he died. Um, okay, but maybe we'll we'll come back to that. Speaking later. Of, oh. speaking on the ending though, speaking sure, on the sure. very we'll very, the very ending. Did you stick mm-hmm. through the credits? I didn't because I googled what would happen and I'm lazy and I wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah apparently it was just what like james bond will return or something yeah 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 which is exciting yeah um and i do want to get back to that point but i think that's something we should save some more to the end sure 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 sure, sure. there's a couple things i want to talk about i want to talk about rami malik as a villain i want to talk about um some miscellaneous things in the middle part um and maybe just and then lastly, yeah, we'll talk about the direction of the franchise, maybe, or where we think it might go. But, like, let's, sure. let's start with Rami Malek, maybe. Like, what did you think of his character and also his portrayal? <sighs> Tough. Tough. I agree. Rami Malek is, like, you can tell he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. He just always has to act the same way. And mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, like... Not in a sense where like, oh, I have to do it this way. It's like they just keep writing him characters where like the way that he would be like expected to act is is just like in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it's not bad, but it's just like I I didn't feel intimidated by his villain, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think that was necessarily my issue because I think when when he was on screen, like he hit hard and hit well, especially like because he, you know, he did deliver that final blow on to James Bond with the 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 bio weapon. I just I, my personal issue was like I don't think he was developed enough in the film um, for a movie that's two hours and forty minutes. We barely see him, and like I didn't really like that. I don't think that was a smart move. Um, to hold him back to the end like that. Yeah. Uh, you do get a really good scene with him in the beginning, but like as he's in his mask um, and you get the, the pretty, pretty decent scene with him and Madeline Swan, like as you know, his patient I and mean, he's masquerading as one of her patients. Um, and then you get him in his, his like villain lair and that's it. Like he's in three scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and, and the sad, the sadness is that uh, like, at this point, there there is like evidence to show you can develop really good villains in movies. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's there's enough there's enough research that you can do to where like there's not there shouldn't be an excuse for a villain feeling lackluster, especially in such a long film. But it's exactly. like if you if you really want the villain to like feel like a villain you you have to center more of the movie around them like not you know but i'm about to circle back to a movie all right again 
but in like Infinity War, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, you feel you, you feel like Thanos can do some real sh- stuff because <laughs> they spend so much time like developing his motive and like under like kind of making him seem ruthless and like you you as a as a as a <laughs> stuttering as a as, <laughs> still stuttering as someone watching the movie you like see or you get a sense of like oh they're going to follow through mm-hmm. like they can't be stopped or like i don't know how they're going to be stopped but with Rami Malek's character i i just didn't feel that way i i just felt like you're disposable yeah i i because i really like i really like the way he was portrayed and i do agree probably that robbie malik has been typecast but i haven't seen like mr robot you know i have barely seen him in other things i just i think he did a really good job with what he had um but like the probably the best james bond villain in these series of movies is probably either the one in casino royale which was um what was what's his name mads mickelson yeah mads and like he's mads mickelson's always great and then you had um the one in, in skyfall which again i can't remember the name of the actor but he was great um and rami like they're all great actors like christoph waltz was the guy from specter and i mean i don't know i don't know if he was good or not because i haven't seen specter but like always great actors who play james bond villains but like you get this pedigree with the james bond villain or like legacy with the villains of kind of camp you know like you have what the, who were who were the villains in um uh in like the the old old movies you know like with um oh you're asking you're asking the wrong guy dude. i can't remember i can't but you know what i mean like with uh they had you're, you're talking about like the the austin powers movies right no no the old james bond movies yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny you think of that though because like what are those what are their names it's like something stupid i don't know <laughs> the guy with the guy with like a metal plate in his head or something or <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Okay. But like James Bond movie villains are like a little bit camp. They've always been a little bit camp. And I think that's kind of what they were doing with Rami Malek's character a little bit. Like, you know, because he had his mask and everything. And he's like scarred. Um, and he had this honestly kind of super dumb plan. Like I have no idea what he was trying to do with the, the bioweapon. Um, he had this basically plan to like kill a bunch of people to, you know, it's one of those typical... I'm really the hero because I'm killing all these people. But like also then he's working with people who are just straight up being like, I'll ethnically cleanse you. And I'm just like, okay, well, these are obviously the villains that like, you can't kill yourself and think you're a hero. Like you're working, you're a villain, dude. (laughs) It's like, so there was a lot of camp with his, with his character in a sense of like how cartoonishly evil he was, but also he has this whole thing with James Bond about how like we're so similar, you know, you and I, um, and you, you, you know, like to try to get the sympathy points, um, like, like, but I think Rami Malek was good, but like the writing for him was not great. I think him, his development as like as a character was not great. I didn't even really understand that he had a, like a thing for Madeline Swan's character, like Madeline Swan. Like that wasn't really clearly explained. Did you get that vibe? He was in love with her apparently i'm just weird sure i think he i think he was i think that's kind of what was going on um yeah the, he was pretty disappointing i'll, I'll be straight up um <laughs> yeah. like i mean honestly i think the, the thing with him his character mm-hmm. 
is his character feels like so, like someone that was a subordinate to someone who's really evil. Sure. Even sure. though that's not how the story was written, it just feels like the like the way that the character was kind of portrayed was like I am not the one with the master plan. Like, sure. you know. He didn't even seem like he really had a master plan to be honest. Like I do, I still don't really know what the plan was. I really don't think it was very well explained, like with the bioweapon. But this is what I think they were going to do is like target a bunch of people who are supposedly corrupt. Kind of like the Winter Soldier thing. We just keep coming back to Marvel movies, but they made a lot of movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I was I was kind of getting. And he was going to, you know, kill people very efficiently and make the world a better place. But, um, you know, we, we've seen that before. Like, that's not it's pretty cliche stuff. Um, I don't know. It's not really worth getting too much into because I, I just, you know, he just wasn't super great of a character. Like, honestly, I thought Logan Ash, like whoever that actor's name is, what's that guy's name? He was honestly a little bit of a better villain for me just because Billy Magnuson is like really good at playing psychopaths, I feel like. Oh, yes. Like, it, it was really interesting because when he first showed up, I, I didn't catch any red flags. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you're just an, you're just an, another guy that works for agency, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever one Felix and uh, him work yeah. for. Yeah. But when it happened, I was just like, I should have seen this coming. <laughs> I, I recognize the guy, like the actor. Um, and I was like, why does he look so familiar? And then when he like, you know, double crossed them, um, I, it just kind of clicked with me because I think what is he there was a movie he was in or I think he's just was like super psychopathic or something and um very unhinged and like that's kind of oh maybe it was Black Mirror was, that, was it like guess what? I don't know. what guess what he was in what Maniac uh, <gasps> that's what it was okay 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 <laughs> yeah he was yeah. unhinged in Maniac he was, he was also in Black Mirror though okay okay that's yeah so uh, that's cool um but uh I think he, yeah, he did a similar thing in that in that series. I guess I can't remember now, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he he's he kind of had more screen presence for me a little bit than Rami Malek's character. Um, yeah, like Rami Malek, like basically just needed a cat to be petting, and he would have been perfectly cartoonish, you know, as a James <laughs> oh, Bond villain. Yeah. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Like. I I totally get what you mean when you were talking about the old James Bond. I I I don't know who what the name of the character is, but yeah. like I know what you mean. Where well, they have like yeah. a super like crazy like base that has like just glass walls or something like that, yeah. and they like flip around the chair and it's like they're like petting their white Persian cat. And it's That's just, like, like literally what this guy kind of was. I mean, if you think about it, like okay, mm-hmm. if you just triple the details down dude with a private island concrete base with a lot of like extravagant decorations and you know has this like robe i don't know it's just, he just like needed to have a cat and he would have been perfect james bond villain like yeah. he had a secret lair you know out of nowhere a little too extravagant yeah well i think if they at had least done... at least in presence yeah you know, I think if they had done something more similar to gosh, to Civil War, <laughs> sorry, Marvel like, is everything. Everything is Marvel. You really? heard it here first. This is a movie reviews no one asked for, or Marvel reviews nobody nobody asked for. <laughs> it's the same acronym. It doesn't same matter. acronym. Yeah. Um, but like, 
Zemo in that in that movie, you know, is this character who's he's the villain, but he's also somebody who like you know, he just his family was killed and like wants to have revenge against people who but like with Rami Malek's character, his family was killed, but apparently his family owned a private island and were all evil criminals and <laughs> had a poison garden. <laughs> it's just like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it makes zero sense. And you're like asking yourself why he's doing any of this. Um, and he kind of explains it. Okay. It's, I'm going to, I could keep talking about him, but like, I think his character, if they had gone in a different direction, I feel like they jumped the shark a lot, like with the whole private Island thing, but if they had made it more personal and more intimate and kind of more like psychological thriller kind of thing with his character, I think it would have worked really well. But, um, as like a mustache twirling, you know, layer, secret layer having villain, I don't think it really worked. Um, like I checked out pretty much as soon as they, I don't know, the whole missile bioweapon thing, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But like, other than that, James Bond, like the Daniel Craig playing James Bond, he's, you know, he's just great. Like he's really good at the role. And what I think I liked the most about his portrayal in this film is how much I'm going to edit this one for myself. How much you just, he just did not give a fuck like at all. You know, he would get shot at and he just would not react. <laughs> He'd get blown up and he just like get on the cell phone. He was, was no selling. If, if, if anyone out there of our, of our gigantic audience knows wrestling terminology, like pro wrestling, uh, he was no selling anything that happened in the movie. Selling being like making people believe that you were hurt by the completely real moves of pro pro wrestling mm, i don't know anything about pro wrestling but i'll take your word for it um but yeah that was was something i really liked is like he just you, seemed like metal bro oh yeah he was totally um but he just it was like kind of the the whole grizzled wariness of somebody who's been through all this like 100 times and you know getting shot at is nothing getting blown up is nothing um and you know, but also like somebody who kind of had nothing to lose as well, I felt like, which I thought was an interesting dimension for his character. Um, or yeah. I, I don't know, or I, there, like the whole the whole forest scene where he just like just takes down all these all these like armed vehicles and stuff with just like a gun <laughs> and some tripwire. Yeah. I was just like, almost just like, oh, OK, yeah. Like- you're 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 serious okay yeah i mean i mean it's very it's it's very different to see someone like that's a character like this do something like that compared to just like i don't know like walk into a building and like quietly assassinate everyone like yeah he's single-handedly taking out like entire like trucks of people with just tripwire Oh yeah, you know? no, like this guy is like James Bond. Like he's yeah, he's yeah, the dude, James he's, Bond. He's like James Bond. <laughs> well, no, I mean <laughs> I mean like he's not just some assassin, you know, he's not just some some stealthy guy. Like in Christina Royale, that was kind of just who he was. But by this, At this by point, the, he's mm-hmm. the world's most dangerous like, exactly. agent. Yeah, he's he's James Bond, you know, and that <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um and um yeah but you just you just get this really cool vibe from daniel craig playing him um almost like a little bit like 
uh hugh jackman playing logan i feel like mm. um that's what that the vibe kind of gave me of this weathered older older character who's just been through so much and like seen it all already and you know nobody can stop him um uh which i thought was cool um uh yeah i mean i don't really know what else to say about the movie um i mean the movie goes like this it opens really well in my opinion that opening scene was very very nice yeah i, I don't know the location that they're supposed to be in but it's super eye-catching mm-hmm. um and the, the the relationship between madeline and james bond was very believable um I'm, i think at- she's an inspector too like i need to see specter now after because i might make the movie more enjoyable for me because mm-hmm. this was but- more of a sequel to specter than i expected it to be to be honest but all around, very good acting, like mm-hmm. be- very believable relationship. The mm-hmm. middle of the movie is basically um, James Bond hasn't been doing the Bond thing and he gets back into doing the Bond thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're at the end, which is also good, but it's just like you've already ran a marathon and like mm-hmm. f- they ask you like, it's like running like 10 laps on a field and then they're like, okay, now go run, go run another two. And it's yeah. like, like you can do it, you can get through it, but it's just like, man, you're already so so worn out by that point. But mm-hmm. alone in isolation, I think the beginning and the end of the movie are are just the best. And then also, also, before we before we get into like mm-hmm. not really like the specifics of the movie, like or okay, before we move away from mm-hmm. the specifics of the movie, is how I should have phrased that. I want to keep um, talking about some specifics, to be honest. Well, but before, yes. Ana de Armas got way too little screen time. Oh, I was going to say, because, like, I looked up... Uh, that was what I was actually saying earlier to you, is, like, mm-hmm. there's this one thing in the middle of the movie that was just really weird. And it's, yeah, like, Ana de Armas, you know, great actress, who yeah. has second, like, third billing in the movie, is in <laughs> it for, like, one scene. Yep. It's, you know, it's just like, what? And it, it's honestly, same for Jeffrey Wright, though, too. Well, like but, Jeffrey, but mm-hmm. like Jeffrey Wright is he wasn't advertised like Ana de Armas, but it was just like you have these huge actors mm-hmm. and you just use them for like less than 30 minutes. Well, OK, but Jeffrey Wright actually has been in like this franchise since Casino Royale. Sure, sure, um, sure. He, he's like a mainstay of the franchise. Right. Uh, but but I mean, it's Armas, also, it's I, also mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, Jeffrey Wright was not as big as he True. is currently. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what I'm saying is like he's had more screen time in other movies uh, to flesh yeah, out his fair. character. That's this fair. is the first time we've ever seen Anna Armas' character, and she pops up for like one scene and is never in the movie again. It's weird. It's like shockingly why? though. Shockingly though, it's still enough time for me to fall in love with her. She yeah. Well, she was you know, <laughs> she's Anna Armas. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's know? that's what I was saying. Um, but, but like yeah, well, super underutilized. Like yeah, I remember like the next day after I saw it because I saw it like when it premiered. Um, the next day, the only thing I saw on Twitter was like too little screen time. I'd watch a movie just about that character. You like, know, what? wait wait, like star I, okay. film. Okay, weird thought. What if because what you know what that whole scene gave me vibes of is like setting up sequel vibes like setting up spinoff character vibes because what if we're i don't know what if she's the next james bond character or like well i don't know it's just like why why have that one scene why introduce this character when you know it could have been felix who doing that it could have been um uh, what is it nomi could have been yeah. nomi 
It could have been... And Nomi was in the scene, too, and it had this, like, weird conflict between CIA and MI6 for some reason. Um, it just it just was like, why? You know, why, why not why not bring this character back for more? I don't know. It was just a weird, weird thing this movie did. And another thing that kind of annoys me because like this movie does stuff like that. Like it has, you know, random characters popped in, even if it's Ana de Armas, who's cool, but has random characters popped into the film and doesn't develop its villain. Like the whole, the whole, and I, I get what they were doing with the villain. They wanted to have this like invisible hand kind of approach with him. Like who is this mysterious person taking out all of Spectre, which is, right. you know, what happens in the first half of the movie kind of is like dealing yeah. with specter um but i don't know w- weird stuff like why why movie <laughs> <I don't... laughs> um yeah. yeah yeah i mean but i was gonna say to, to to piggyback though sorry um but just about what you said about the beginning of the end being your the best parts of the movie i think it's no coincidence that when like madeline madeline swan and James Bond, like their relationship is put on focus. The movie is at its best. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't yeah. argue with that. Like they, they they they're they're the best part of the movie, which is which is funny because for a James Bond film, you might expect the best part of the movie to be the villain mm-hmm. or the action. Action's great. Don't well, I mean, the wrong. romance has always been a big part of the franchise, to be honest. But and like, it, mm-hmm. however, like I feel like a different iterations of bond like mm-hmm. you know sometimes the romance is like a, like a secondary thing mm-hmm. but like in this movie like it that it was just like it was the story of the movie and it's great yeah well but like because it's the that was the emotional core no doubt like that's why the ending hits so hard is because you know there's his family that he's with um and he can't be with him but like i just if they had just cut down i think from the five years later jump cut well, not jump cut, but like cut to five years later with him in Cuba, I think. I don't know. In, you know, somewhere. Um, if they had cut that part down somehow, um, cut the whole sequence with Spectre getting killed down, um, you know, cut that whole section down, made this movie about two, a little bit over two hours, I think it would have worked way better for me. Not to say I didn't, didn't like it. Honestly, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now and I agree. 84% is probably good with me. But this movie could have been like above ninety percent for me. I don't know what I'm gonna score it, honestly. But it could have been even better if they had just like, you know, just done like a, a really, really well paced, you know, finale for James Bond rather than an overly blown finale for James Bond. I agree with you. I also think eighty four is a mm-hmm. appropriate place to score it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said. Alex, I have a question for you. Question, question. Go ahead. Who do you think should be the next James Bond? That's a great question. And that is that is <laughs> the third thing I wanted to get to. Um, <laughs> I don't like have any specific names. I know there's been like names like Idris Elba thrown around. I know Henry Cavill has been thrown around. You know, Henry Cavill, I think, would be the, the easiest pick. Like, you know, British white dude. Yeah. And you know, he's, he did some spy movies. He, he's a good actor. You know, it makes sense. Um, if if we had Henry Cavill as the next Bond, I don't think I would complain at all. I think it'd be fine. Um, I think he's cool. Like I really like him in Witcher. I liked him as Superman. Um, yeah, that would be the safe pick. But um, 
I would really like to see them personally see them really mix up what they do with the, the franchise going forward. Because like, if they just did a series of Henry Cavill James Bond films, it would feel really tired. Um, yeah. So you know, I think yeah, yeah, definitely should mess with like changing you know just aspects of the character. Like you know, like like I mean, having like colorblind casting for James Bond um, about like. Rev- or race or gender it doesn't really matter would be great because like james bond is a moniker like double the seven is a moniker it's not really right you know supposed to be well at least i think i don't know i don't really know and i think there's like a theory that all like all the movies are actually canon with each other and like james bond is just like a code name or something and sure i don't know if that's actually true but like i would love to see something different with the next the next version of james bond um of, of 007 at least um i don't know about you what, what do you think i i agree that i think henry cavill would be like mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. it would just be it, it'd be the easy choice yeah like safe better word than the easy mm-hmm. i just i i would get bored of that i think just because it just it's just so like mm-hmm. it's not groundbreaking in any capacity and not that anything not that everything needs to be groundbreaking Mm -hmm. but like i i'd prefer something new (laughs) like it does it it doesn't the thing about daniel craig Mm -hmm. being bond was that when he was cast like no one thought he was gonna do good Mm -hmm. and the thing about Henry Cavill is that everyone thinks he would do good. Yeah. And I think that there is, I think that giving an actor an opportunity to prove that they'll defy people's expectations often has outcomes that are better movies than, Mm -hmm. than when a film casts someone to do exactly what you expect them to do. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I personally actually don't think Henry Cavill will be like amazing. Um, I think he's he's a he's a really easy choice. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think there's there was a quality to Daniel Craig's Bond, especially in the earlier films too, that that had this kind of underdog feeling to them, right? You know, um, and uh, he, his portrayal of the characters, uh, he's definitely left you know his unique stamp on it. Um, and I think Henry Cavill would too. Um, I just you know like it just feels like it wouldn't be a, a, enough of an evolution of the of the franchise. Um, you want to know who I told someone that I would prefer? Who? Mahershala Ali. Ooh, that'd be a really interesting pick. Um, I mean, like, let's see. Do you want if we can? We could do this right now. If we could go through. <laughs> um, I only like I don't really know many names. Like, I just know Idris Elba and Henry Cavill. Like the two that are thrown around a lot. I think Idris Elba would be fine. I just feel. Like with him in the role, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I, I I really like his acting. Remember, like <laughs> remember, like a couple movies back, we were talking about how we yeah. want more Idris Elba lead. Yeah, but I but like he seems like the actor that if cast in a role like this, I would continue to not be yeah. as on top of the franchise. I think he's too old to be honest for to play James Bond yeah. right now. Like there, there are just a lot of action movies that mm-hmm. are old guys doing action, old guy stuff. Yeah, and Mahershala Ali's not young per se, mm-hmm. but like he has time to where if he started the role, 
by the time he is a few movies in, he'd kind of be at the same point as Daniel Craig, where it's like now he's like grizzled. Yeah. Well, when he started. Okay. He was he was he was still old when he started, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he really grew into the role. Well, so the thing though is, I don't think he would be cast because I think they only cast British actors. Mm. Yeah, um, like that's just the thing with James Bond. I'm fairly sure. Like, also, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure like they only cast British actors or or actresses, which would be cool. You know, like I would totally see. Um, you know, uh, like a female version of James Bond would be cool. Like 007, like I thought, you know, Nomi was, I don't know. I thought they were kind of setting up Nomi to be like the next James Bond. I don't know who that that actress is. But yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't, I don't think I'd seen anything. I can check. Her name is Lashana Lynch. Yeah. Um, oh, I've seen her stuff. Yeah, wait, wait, why does that name? Oh, sound? she was, uh, Captain she was Marvel. Captain Rambo. Yeah. Captain Marvel. But that's, that's the only thing. Oh okay. Well, she was she was good. I thought she did a good job. But um, yeah. I mean, I don't even really think like I think the franchise of James Bond. Not to say this movie was bad, but like it needs to do a lot more for me to get really interested again in the franchise. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of silly to say that I guess because James Bond is the movie franchise is like just hasn't really changed. It's like boil it down it's evil villain secret lairs fast car tuxedos you know right shake but, not stirred but but think about the fact <laughs> i can't believe i'm circling back to marvel movies <laughs> but but think about the fact that like with spider-man mm-hmm. like each iteration of spider-man just feels like different franchises mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like the james bond stuff even though they've gotten new actors it's just felt like james bond or like there it 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 hasn't felt like revitalized per se sure well you know there's i mean the daniel craig movies are have definitely taken on a more grounded tone than like right if you go back and watch any like the pierce brosnan movies yeah or you know yeah (laughs) like (laughs) the there's definitely yeah. i'm thinking i don't of know like a, i don't know anyone else either there's this one like pierce brosnan what is it from is it from, it's one of those movies where like there's this scene of him jumping out of like a plane or something with a with a parachute and it's terrible cgi like go you should go look it up after this it's just it's hilarious um and i think him jet skiing and stuff i don't know but like there's a lot of camp that was taken out of the franchise with the daniel craig movies which i do appreciate and I think it was kind of slowly added back in as the movies went back on mm-hmm. um, until that's, we get to No Time to Die. That's a good way to put it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it also just feels like, what am I trying to say? It feels like like the tone, mm-hmm. although it like became more grounded and stuff like that. And this might just be because James Bond kind of has a formula. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like, I, I, honestly, maybe, maybe that's it right there. It feels like the formula is just a little overdone and yeah. at this point it's like do you really want to just if you make another james bond movie mm-hmm. is it really going to be the same formula that you've had forever you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i can't really tell whether this franchise with daniel craig should have ended like two movies ago or james bond as a franchise needs to really evolve um i think it's maybe a bit of both to be honest um like i was checked out that's probably why i didn't see specters because i was kind of checked out after skyfall because like each each of these movies felt like daniel craig was exiting as james bond 
um, which he probably <laughs> even was. the first one, <laughs> even, even Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but no, I get what you mean. They 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 definitely felt like, all right, are we gonna see Daniel Craig again? Who knows? Maybe we'll get yeah. a new actor. Just kidding. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I think after like Spectre was supposed to be his last movie, and then he's like, no, I'll come back for one more. Um. Okay, but really quick. Okay, to kind of start wrapping up, um, there was one more specific I did want to mention, and it's something that just makes me want to watch Spectre. Um, the chemistry that like James Bond and Blofeld had in just the mm-hmm. one scene was better than I think any of the Rami Malek stuff. In the agreed. From heavily, heavily agreed. Yeah, that was cool. It was, that was a really interesting and really tense scene. The, My only complaint. The, the, oh, the, those felt like budding head villain hero like oh yeah they are like like they have it out for each other yeah that felt that felt like almost like batman joker kind of vibes um (laughs) everything is superhero movies everything (laughs) there's a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) okay continue um yeah uh but like that was that was a really interesting villain interaction and like if they had developed Rami Malek's villain more I think the the whole interaction with with him and um and Bond towards the end with his daughter there would have hit harder but I don't really think it was earned because that was the first time they were on screen together which I, I don't know I didn't really like um actually it was they were only on screen together twice it was that and then the fight scene right mm-hmm. um yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about the villain anymore because um, it's just yeah he's not super super well developed. And that's the only thing I'll say. Like he's acted well. The writing is you know it's okay, but it's just he, it just he should have been in the movie more. Um, but overall, like this movie hits really hard. And if you're a fan of any of these movies, even a little bit, then the ending, like the death of James Bond in this movie, will hit you probably pretty emotionally because it, it is just like one sucker punch after another. You know. Um, in in a really good way, I guess. Not good for him, but good for us. <laughs> yeah. In a good, in a cathartic way. In a cathartic way, because he you, he gets the hero's end and he earns it, and you know it really feels like this character goes out with the bang. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, but that's pretty much all I got to say about this movie. Um, okay, do you want to go on the? Favorite, favorite, least favorite. Oh, least favorite. Man, I can't believe you said that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll start. Okay. My least favorite, least favorite. Honestly, probably Rami Malik. Ooh, okay, okay. Like just like, and, and like reason he's a good actor. He does good stuff. I'm I'm pretty sure. I've seen some stuff that he's done, and it hasn't oh. been that bad. He's won an Academy but, Award, but, but he's a good actor, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> you threw them probably <laughs> but like it just it, it was such a lackluster villain and it, okay maybe i shouldn't say rami malik i should say the character yeah. of the lucifer safin 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 yeah the villain the villain in the movie was just underwhelming i don't think it was rami malik i think it was the writing and like i said yeah the amount of time he was in the movie right which is yeah i i I amended my statement sure the the just the character that they designed yeah not that great 
Not good. Uh, favorite favorite aside from Ana de Armas, which would be the obvious choice. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I mean, I dude, I love her. Like, no, especially she is great. Like, yeah. knife, dude, knives out. Just like I, I feel really, really put her on the map. You wait, know what I mean, was she and, the main? I just recently saw Knives Out for the first time. Was she the main? Yep. That was Ana de Armas. No yep. way. Yep. Wait, little quick Google here. <laughs> oh, and she was in Yesterday, which is like not a great movie, but I enjoyed her performance in that too. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's great. She she her her career feels like it's really like the trajectory just is like really starting to like aim up, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, but but aside from that, aside from her from her, um, honestly, the way that the movie ended, mm. as painful as it was, <laughs> would probably be my favorite favorite. Like, I just I felt so rewarded as someone mm-hmm. who was like sitting through that movie for like so mm-hmm. long and like watching a story. Mm-hmm. I just it, somehow. Even though, like, it felt like I was sitting there for a long time, they managed to, like, get the ending just right enough to where you still felt like, ah, oh, man. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm, I'm going to honestly just agree with you. On, I, I'm going to agree with you on that. Like, my favorite favorite was the ending. Because <laughs> it just... When it you just... said disagree on accident, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like... No, I agree. It was... um, It just felt like a perfectly placed ending for for the character of bond and there's you know really great action leading up to it a, a pretty i think that confrontation was really good between him and rami, rami malik's character it just like again needed more of him but like good confrontation really good stakes you know very emotional um and he gets his heroes in. it's just it's really good um and also the fact that he picked up he picked up uh, his daughter's like monkey or something that really got me i have to say oh dude i know and the he pain. wasn't able to give it to her <laughs> the, no. the pain dude <laughs> the pain man i forgot about that that was rough yeah, that was rough I, I i swore when he picked it up it was like okay he's gonna make it out because he's gonna get it to her um but uh wait wait was that after or before he he, he saw it as he was like heading back and then he Oh yeah, yeah. Got touched. I'm pretty sure he got touched afterwards after he headed back. Okay, well, but yeah, that's my favorite favorite too. Um, it's just it's a really good way to end the franchise and end the film. Um, maybe, maybe what a, a little more fanfare from the ending from the whole, you know, send off scene for him. Like with the little, like they just basically sat around and M said one thing and then clinked the glass and that was it. But um, but but uh, but that was really great. And then, like the least favorite, least favorite, I think, I don't think it's not it's not Rami Malek's character, but probably. I think you're not gonna like me for this, but probably, the, the um the whole like club scene or ball whatever they were in with the tuxedo, mm. it just felt shoehorned in. I'm just like, why? Why did we we why did we need this scene? And I know it was like the kill specter and everything, but it's like. I'm sorry, Ana de Armas, but like that was my least favorite part of the movie because <laughs> not not like it was a bad scene. It just like if if that movie if that scene had been cut down, the movie would have been a lot better for me. So that's my least favorite part. But yeah, overall, mm. really good, really good time. Uh, what would we score it? What would you score this film? Um, I would score it. 
Uh, I want to say 8.8. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Nice. Yeah. So that is an 8 point. Don't tell me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Between 8.65. 8.65. You heard it here for first, folks. Yep. Well, the movie came out, what, at least two weeks ago at this point. <laughs> but, hey. Yeah. We're doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. Right, right. Well, there we go. That's it. No time to die and no time to talk about this movie anymore. Just joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good movie. But uh, mm-hmm. upcoming on this podcast... Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll be talking about a movie. Probably Dune. Either Dune or way. Halloween but Kills. We'll see. Do, yeah, Dune or Halloween Kills. M- maybe something else. M- who knows? But Dune is coming before the end. But no, not before the end of the month. But Dune is coming. We're going to talk Dune about is, Dune. Dune is coming. Dune is going to be an important one to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Um, any parting words, Alex, for the uh, captive audience that we got? Um, no. I nice. have no words. <laughs> well, all right. Well, in that case, uh, as Truman once said, mm-hmm. good after. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Let me say it this time. Okay, okay, okay. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wait. And good night. I yeah. missed one. Yep. No, no, you got, it. Say good you, got it. you got it. You got it. No, no, he does not say good morning. <laughs> what? Wait. He says good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That's good all he says. No, no. <laughs> no good morning. Good morning, uh, Truman. You're you're starting to make me think of Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. One sec, one sec, one sec. Goodbye. That is it for this episode of Movie Reviews No One Asked For. Thank you for checking this out, and if you made it this far into the episode, just know that we really appreciate you. Give us a follow, and check us out next week. Thank you. Goodbye.